0: Welcome to the King's Church podcast. We are an ACC church based on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. We'd love for you to join us on any given Sunday. In the meantime, we hope this message blesses you. Good to see you. Turn the person next to you and give them a socially distanced wave. Fantastic. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. How cool are they? Let's give our band a round of applause. So awesome. So good to see you tonight. And uh, it's just always awesome when we come together. And uh, how awesome was it when we were praising and worshipping God? You know, the Bible says when you praise God, His presence comes. And so it was absolutely fantastic. I'm looking forward to sharing tonight. And I just believe God's got something good for us. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. And we're probably going to have the verses on the screen anyway. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5 verses 16 uh, to 18. And it says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Some translations of the Bible say this, Be joyful always, pray without ceasing, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When I was a kid, I used to watch this TV show uh, called The Partridge Family. And it was a show that was around many, many years ago, and basically it was about this travelling band, this family that had a travelling band, and they would travel all around America called the Partridge Family. And the introduction to the show actually had a song that some of you old guys might actually remember, and it goes a little bit like this, look out, well there's a song that we're singing... Come on, get happy. Oh, some of you knew that. That is so good. Awesome. Well, tonight, the title of my message is called Come On, Get Happy. Let's pray. Father, I just ask and pray that you help us to be people, to be filled with the life, the joy, and the strength that you have for us. I thank you and praise you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The most powerful thing for me about that verse is who it was actually written to. If it was written to somebody like Timothy, 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy, then it would mean something a little bit different. It would kind of mean a little bit like the Apostle Paul was writing, and he'd be saying, hey Tim, you're a special kind of guy. Things just kind of go your way. You, you can be joyful always. But he doesn't write to Timothy, He writes to the Thessalonians, that's an entire church, and he says to a whole church, hey church, be joyful always, pray without ceasing, and all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Did you know God wants you to be happy? How do I know that? Because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Now joy is not a seed of the Spirit. I know some people who misunderstand what joy means. You talk to them and they say things like, oh, well, that's, you know, I've got joy, but I've got joy deep, deep down. No, no, joy is not a seed, joy's a fruit. My grandfather used to have an apple orchard and we used to drive in the back of his ute and he'd go around the orchard and show us the different apple trees. And he would say, this one's Granny Smith's, this one's Jonathan's, this one's Golden Delicious. He could tell just by looking at them. He didn't have to dig around in the root system to figure out what kind of fruit it is. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. We can tell you got joy by looking at your face. (laughs) Amen. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not a gift of the Spirit. Oh, you're a special kind of person. You know, wherever you go, you're just happy, you light up the room. No, 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 joy is not a gift, it's a fruit. So what that means is this. Joy is something that's supposed to be evident in all our lives and it's available for every single one of us. And some of you might be sitting there saying, well, how can I have this in my life? You know, joy is so important to the walk as a Christian. In fact, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You can't be as strong as God wants you to be without you actually having some kind of joy In your life. And so tonight I want to talk to you about how you can have joy in spite of your circumstances around you. I want to talk to you how you can be someone who was filled with joy in spite of the things that are happening, even in the world right now, because the Bible says here, he's writing to a whole church be joyful always. Pray without ceasing, and all things give thanks. Now, right there is actually, in those couple of verses, is actually the keys to living a joy-filled life. And so I want to talk to you about them tonight. There are three keys to living a joy-filled life. The first one is this. He says, rejoice always. The first key to actually living a joy-filled life is actually, number one, praise God, praise God. So if you live a lifestyle of praise, if you praise God regularly, then you will be able to access joy. Now, the way it works is this, that you praise God, and the Bible says, in God's presence is fullness of joy, and God inhabits the praises of His people. So when you praise Him, His presence comes, and in His presence is fullness of joy. Now, the awesome thing about that is this, it's not dependent on circumstances and nothing can stop you. You could, be, you could be imprisoned, you can be stuck, you can have things go wrong, but you can still praise God and have God's presence come. Now, some people misunderstand what praise actually means. I remember many years ago I was talking to a guy and I said to him, I was talking to him about praise and he said, oh, well, I don't praise God that way. He said, I'm not into all that hype. I'm not, a window, I'm not into all that singing. He said, I praise God my own way. I said, well, how's that? And he said, well, I just do it my own way, quiet, the way I live my life, looking after my family. That's my way of praising God. Now, that's nice, and that's good that he actually does all that. However, that's not actually praise. If you study the word praise in the scripture, there's actually a whole lot of different nuances for what it means, but there is always one common denominator. Praise always means expressive and vocal. So this isn't praise. Praise. This isn't praise. Praise means to open up your mouth and praise God. Some people might say, well, that's just not who I am. That's not my personality. But the Bible says in Psalm 150 verse 6, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Doesn't say let people who are outgoing praise the Lord. Doesn't say let everyone who's had a good day praise the Lord. It doesn't say let people have got this outgoing personality, praise the God. Praise God. You don't even have to have a good voice. It doesn't say let everybody with a recording contract, praise the Lord. It just says let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Normally I'd turn to you and tell you to breathe on someone, but we're not allowed to at the moment. But if you've still got breath, then you're supposed to praise God. There's something powerful about stepping forward and praising God. God. I even feel for some of us in this place tonight. We need to shift our praise a little bit. That we like the slower songs and we like sitting back and waiting on God, and that's nice and that's fine. But there's something even more powerful when you get on the front foot and you start lifting up your voice and you start praising and worshiping God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Even Jesus said if they don't praise me the rocks will cry out, but it's not a rocks job. It's our job to praise God. And if you have, if you have a lifestyle of praise, you know, I praise God every day. Um, and each year we actually have, I have a song that's the song that I like praising God to the most, you know. Uh, I remember last year that song was Waymaker. And I was singing that all the time and that sort of thing. And, and the year before it was like Fight My Battles. And I used to like singing that all the time. This year the song I like singing is Holy Water. And uh, if you don't know what it is, that's okay, because we're going to do it one day at church. But it's a song called Holy Water, and I play it every day. When I get in the car... I play it every single day. I love it. My youngest son, Iphilemi, he loves singing to that as well. And we put it on and we sing it and it's incredible. You might be feeling flat. You might be feeling down. But as you start praising God, his presence comes. In his presence is fullness of joy and you can actually have the strength that you need. If you feel like you're not a strong Christian, why don't you start trying to praise him on a daily basis? Why don't you start trying to praise him every single time? You don't even have to wait till Sunday Night Live for you to start praising God. You can praise God every single day. Rejoice always. doesn't say rejoice one time. Oh man, do you remember that conference we went to two years ago when we praised God? How amazing was that? It's not supposed to be a one-time experience. That's why he says rejoice. If he wanted you to praise God once, he'd just say rejoice. But he doesn't say joyce, he says rejoice, do it again. Praise God, worship Him wherever you go, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of how things are going on in your life, regardless of how things are going on in the world. When you start praising God, you access His presence. And in His presence is fullness of joy. Rejoice always. The second thing he says is this. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. So the second key to living a joy-filled life, is actually to pray, to pray. Now, the reason why prayer works is this. There's two reasons. Number one, actually, prayer is quite therapeutic. If you're stressed, if you're worried about something, when you pray about it, what you're actually doing is transferring the burden onto God. That's why the Bible says in Philippians 4, verse 6, says, be anxious for nothing. So don't worry about anything. How do you do that? But in everything, through prayer and supplication, Make your requests known to God. The Bible says we cast our cares onto Him because He cares for us. So if you're stressed, if you're anxious, one of the best ways to take the burden of that off you is actually to pray about it to God. You know, sometimes we hold things in so much. We carry so many things and it's amazing. You can actually tell when someone's weighed down with burdens. And then there's times when you can talk with them and when they let it out, it's amazing how all that heaviness lifts off them because they're carrying this burden and they let it all out. But you know what? You don't even have to wait for somebody to be around. You can pray any single time that you want, and you can start lifting off the burdens and the things that are worrying you and start putting them onto God. Prayer works by casting our cares onto Him. But there's another reason why prayer works, and that is this. It actually says in John 16, 24, Jesus says, Until now you've asked nothing in my name, Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Ask, then you'll receive, then your joy will be full. We get filled with joy by answers to prayer. When you pray about something, and when God answers that prayer, it's almost like an injection of joy in your heart. It's almost like, just like this, this shot of joy actually comes on the inside. Uh, in fact, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So what that means is this, whenever you pray about something and God gives it to you, it just lifts your joy, it just lifts your faith. I remember one time, a number of years ago, I was really wanting uh, and I wasn't flush with a lot of cash, and but I was really wanting, and I'm a bit of an AFL fan, and back for Hawthorne, uh, back in the days when they used to win. And and I, was, uh, and I was really wanted to buy this Hawthorne jumper, and I just didn't have any money. And then I remember one time I was just, you know, thinking about it, and then I saw, and I was actually praying, I said, Lord, I'd love a Hawthorne jumper. And then I saw, I got this email telling me that they had these Hawthorne jumpers going for like, tw- uh, you know, 75% off. And so I thought, that is awesome. You know, like it was so much cheaper than what I thought it would be. And so I purchased it. And when it came back to me, I thought that was awesome. I prayed about something. And the thing I was praying for actually came. And then I realized, you know what? There's other things I can pray for. There's so many other things I can pray for that I can ask God for that I haven't even asked God for. The key to actually having a joy-filled life is to have answered prayers. So what that means is this. Pray about everything. Pray about everything that you're asking God for. If you're asking God to help you with your assignments, if you're asking God to help you in whatever you're doing, ask and you'll receive that your joy will be full. We get fueled with joy by answers to prayer. Keep praying, keep believing. Don't just have a prayer life where you put all your problems onto God. Actually, don't be afraid to actually have a list of things that you're praying for. I found on my iPhone in the notes section a bunch of things that I'd been praying for, you know, about three years ago. And I made a list of all these things that I'd prayed for. I went and looked back at it and I realised almost every single one of those things I could now tick off. That God had actually done. You know, Jesus says that we need to ask God for our daily bread. So it's okay to ask God for things. Ask and you'll receive that your joy will be full. Don't be afraid to ask for God to provide things for your life. The Bible says we don't receive because we don't ask. What is it that you're hoping God will do, but you haven't actually asked him about it yet? What is it you're wanting to do, what wanting God to do in your life, and then someone else actually receives something that you are asking God for, but don't get upset about it because maybe they actually asked God for it and he actually answered their prayer. Ask and you'll receive that your joy is. Will be filled. My encouragement for you is this: that tonight you would start writing down some things that you can actually ask God for. You can. uh, The Bible says you can actually ask Him for anything. The Bible says that the hairs of your head have been numbered. Uh, For some of you, for some, that's a little bit easier uh, than others. But the reality is, you can ask, and God will actually provide. Can actually provide. For you. What is it that you're believing God for? Be specific, write it down. Even little things, things you think you can make happen yourself, write those things down. Big dreams, big plans, write those things down. Things that might take a couple of years to come to pass, write those things down. And the more things you write down and the more things you pray for, the more chances you'll get prayers answered. Every time you get a prayer answered, it's like an injection of joy in your life. That's why he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And the third thing he says is this, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The third key to actually living a joy-filled life is actually thankfulness, thankfulness. When you're thankful, you actually get filled with joy. The Bible says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I enter his courts with praise. That's talking about the presence of God. And I told you before that in God's presence is fullness of joy. So what's the way that we can actually enter into that presence? Well, it tells us there, I enter his gates, get into his presence where there's joy with thanksgiving in my heart. One of the keys to actually living a joy-filled life is being thankful. When was the last time you counted your blessings? When was the last time you asked, you said to God, you know what, Lord, I just want to list all the things I'm thankful for today. You'll be amazed at what happens in your life. I've told you before a story about a great friend of mine who actually was really depressed and he was really struggling. And so he went and he started praying down down by the Brisbane River And as he was praying, he was complaining to God about all the bad things that was happening in his life. As he was praying, he uh, he felt God say to him, why don't you just thank me? And he thought to himself, for what? And then he thought, okay, I'll start listing things down. So he got a book out and he started writing down all the things he could thank God for. First thing was this, Lord, I thank you that I'm saved. That's a pretty good start. Even on your worst day, you're still winning. You know what I'm saying? Lord, thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. Thank, and he started listing all these things he could be thankful for. All of a sudden, the depression, the discouragement, the heaviness lifted off him. He put that book down and he started walking around praising God. Two minutes after being completely depressed, what had happened? He started thanking God for all the things that he has done in his life. He accessed God's presence and then he started getting filled with joy. And notice this, he said, he also says there, he says, thank God in all circumstances. He says, in everything, give thanks. He doesn't say for everything, give thanks. So what that means is this. So he doesn't say for everything, give thanks. He's not saying that everything that you're going through is from God. You know, like he's not saying, thank God for COVID-19. You know, it's so funny. Some people have been saying silly things like, you know, our oh, COVID-19, it's God's judgment and that sort of thing. Well, my Bible tells me that there is a day of judgment, but it's not today. It's coming in the future. I've heard other people say things like, why is it that we haven't heard from, you know, how come nobody predicted the coronavirus? How come none of God's so-called prophets were able to predict the coronavirus? And I was thinking about that and praying about it, and I realized Bible says in Amos chapter three verse seventeen, it says God does nothing without first revealing His plan to His servants, the prophets. So if God's going to do something, He tells the prophets. So if the prophets didn't hear about it, it means God didn't do it. This virus isn't from God. It's actually from the enemy, and so we don't have to thank God for all these things. But we don't. It doesn't say thank God for all things. says, thank God in all things. What does that actually mean? It means no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening, you can always find something to thank God for. You know, a number of years ago, I got flooded in the Brisbane floods and it was a really rough year, but I didn't spend the year saying, oh, well, Lord, thank you for flooding me. Really appreciate it. I know you're working on my character. If you want, you know, if you think well, my character needs more work, send it again. No, no, no. doesn't say thank Him for all things. Thank Him in all things. What you need to do is this. Take your eyes off the thing that's discouraging you. Take your eyes off the thing that's disappointing you. And put your eyes on the things that God is doing. And when you do that, you'll be amazed at what God does. You know, we can even actually turn good things... And good things can actually rob us of our joy. Good goals, we can actually turn them into idols. We can pray for something so badly, but actually if it doesn't happen when we want, we can actually get discouraged. Could turn us into could turn into an idol. When I was a youth pastor, I used to go around in North Queensland, I used to go around and pray along the street. And I used to pray at letterboxes at people's houses. And I'd pray for, a, for revival to hit this house. So it was a crazy revival prayer, you know. I'd walk along and I'd touch this letterbox and I'd say, Lord, I pray for revival. Give me revival. Pray for revival. I'd start walking around schools at night, which I now know is weird. Gotta give me this school. Gotta give me revival. But then, even then, revival kind of became like an idol for me. Give me revival or I die. You've got to give me revival, God. I'll never be happy until... And I started getting miserable. Remember one day, I'm praying my revival prayer. Be Revival! And as I was praying my revival prayer, God spoke to me as clear as anything. He said, what if I don't? And I thought, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> he said, he is still going to be a misery guts to live with. And then I realized something. You know what? I'm believing for revival, but I can still be happy all the way there. Some of you are believing to be healed, which we're believing with you. But you can be happy all the way there. Some of you are believing for a financial breakthrough, and we're believing with you. But you don't have to wait till you get that, till you can be happy. You can be happy ahead of time. And how can you be happy ahead of time? By rejoicing always praying without ceasing in all things giving thanks when was the last time you counted your blessings when was the last time you said you know what lord i just want to tell you all the things i want to thank you for and i promise you that when you do that any heaviness any discouragement that you're feeling will leave even if your circumstances have not changed and you can fulfill this command from the apostle paul be joyful always pray without ceasing in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Come on, get happy. And so what we're going to do is this, we're going to put it into practice. We're going to do it right here, right now. So I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet and we're going to sing a song. What was that? Oh, you can come back. Shazam. Awesome. We'll sing that first worship song that you did. And when we do, what I want you to do is this. I want you to start thanking God for things. If we don't thank God for things, we become what's called entitled. Entitlement is when you just assume you deserve everything. The antidote to entitlement is gratefulness and thankfulness. The Apostle Paul predicted the end times. He says, this is the sign of the end times. Didn't talk about the coronavirus. You know, one of the things he said, he said that that generation will be ungrateful. That's a sign of the end times. So let's prove him wrong. And let's be grateful. I know you're believing for things and I know you've gone through some tough stuff, but you can be happy in the meantime, amen? So as I lead us in worship, some of you start verbalizing, Lord, I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for that. Maybe you want to start praying and say, God, I'm believing you for this. Maybe there's some things that have been in your heart for so long and you've never actually verbalised. You've never actually said it. I want to encourage you to start praying and thanking God. And that while they're worshipping, open up your mouth. Let's not just sit back and bathe. Let's just lift up our voices and praise Him. The Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. His presence comes. It's like a funnel. You start praising Him. You funnel in His presence into your life when we do that. Amen. So lift your hands to heaven right now. Every single one of you. And they're going to lead us in worship. And I want you to do one of those three things. Either start thanking Him for things specifically, praying for things you're believing for, or start rejoicing and worshiping Him. Let's do that. I sense God's presence is coming. I sense a lift is coming in some people's lives. God's about to propel some of you forward like never before. Let's praise Him and worship Him in this place. And let's thank Him and pray. He's an awesome God. Let's go for it. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for new messages weekly. You can keep updated on what's happening in the life of King's Church by following us on social media at King's Church GC. Be blessed.